Welcome to the Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week we're going to be reviewing the 2016 American horror film The Monster, a movie that's written and directed by Brian Bertino, starring Zoe Kazan and Ella Bellantine. I chose this movie because it's getting harder and harder to find uh, new releases that have fairly decent reviews. This one actually currently holds an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty decent for a horror film. Brian, had you heard about this one? I had never heard of this one, no. Me neither. It's, and it's surprising for a movie that uh, has done pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes and gotten pretty good reviews, especially in the horror genre, for us not to have heard of this. Yeah, well, this one kind of seems like it slipped out kind of quietly. It only has 60000 as a box office number. Yeah, well, it looks like it was just like a direct TV release to begin with, and I, it, I, I don't know, did it have a theater, theatrical release at all? It had a limited theatrical release, and at the same time, they released it on video on demand. Okay, yeah, so I, I guess yeah, pretty under the radar, uh, and for yeah, for its like two million budget, only earning like sixty thousand so far isn't doing it any favors. It sounds like the so the the story here is about a mother and daughter who are on a road trip. And encounter a monster on their way uh, to to their destination, and just their struggle to get through the night. Um, Brian, I liked that you had to clarify if I meant the monster or monster, and I'm wondering if I if we hadn't specified that, um, how far we could have gone in this review and not realized we were talking about two different films. <laughs> have you seen Monster? Yeah, a long time ago, the the Charlize Theron one. Yeah, I never saw that. Ah, such a great film. Maybe I need to check it out. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little scarier than this one. I'm not sure. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, in terms of a genre, um, I, th- I think this is like a pretty familiar territory to some other films we've seen, like very heavy, family-focused uh, monster movie. Where, where else would you put this in? Yeah, I think we kind of like made up a genre of there's something in the woods. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're not the first to make that up or call that out, but uh, this kind of fits in with that. Yeah, there are elements that really kind of remind me of the ritual, um, and yeah, just yeah. coming across a monster that you're not prepared for. Yeah, even a quiet place. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely hits that family drama note hard too. I feel like that's a a trend lately. Yeah, with like Hereditary, I, th- I saw a lot of similarities comparing this, or a lot of reviews kind of comparing this to uh, Babadook. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was almost explicitly trying to be. It seemed pretty obvious that that was what they were going for. Almost to the, almost like directly copying it. I mean, did did you read someone was even comparing the covers and saying like it's kind of the exact opposite and like in terms of like the monster in black and the uh, rest of the uh, cover in white versus Babadook, which is the exact opposite. Um, it was almost like an intentional ripoff of like that format. You know, I saw that, but. I don't think that that's that true. Like, if you look at the cover side by side, that's kind of a stretch to me. Yeah. What's on the Babadook cover? Isn't it the guy? I think isn't it's, it the Babadook? I feel like it's like the book with a shadow of the Babadook oh. cast. Or maybe it's the kid and the shadow is the Babadook. I can't remember. Yeah. But the Babadook is definitely on the cover. Yeah. You know, when I read that, I had the same feeling as you. I wasn't sure the way they're describing Babadook, uh, the cover of it, really was how I remembered it. But maybe they saw a different version. Actually, the cover of this movie kind of reminded me of the cover of Tusk. Oh, yeah, with like a shape on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely a family drama film and trying to play up to that. And I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like other movies that have done that uh, do so in a more connected way. Where like Babadook, you could actually feel the connection between the tension that was going on between the mother and was it a, it was a son, right? Yeah. Yeah, the mother and son and how it was embodied in the Babadook and even in Hereditary um I want to say that that had something they, they they played well off the relationship. This one, I I don't know if I could draw that uh, the connection between what was going on between the mother and, their and daughter as succinctly or or closely to the uh, the monster. But did you feel like it was an interesting parallel, or they tied the dots well? I don't think they did it well. I think it was clearly trying to. I feel like it started and ended with narration mm-hmm. narration of like my mom doesn't believe in monsters. Yeah. But I do, from the little girl. Yep. It just kind of felt like they were really pushing for, like, yeah, you know, that symbolism <laughs> that the Babadook achieved of, like, the monster is, like, what's inside of us or yeah. the relationship or the monster is a stand-in for the yeah the chasm between these two people. But... Yeah. It, and also, the Babadook... Ah, I don't want to spoil the Babadook if anyone hasn't seen it, but you're left at the end kind of not really knowing, like, is that a real monster or right. is that, you know, symbolism or is there something else going on there? And this one, it's like, a, no, that's a monster. Like, mm-hmm. it was very clearly a physical monster. I don't think there was any... <laughs> it wasn't, like, trippy the way that um, the Babadook was, like a mm-hmm. psychological horror. Yeah, not like really open for interpretation at the end or leaves you kind of walking out wondering that, that question. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a weak uh, point. I mean, if if you're, um, you know, if, if your comparison or the point you're trying to make uh, isn't clear and then you're having to go over the top and be kind of obvious at the end by having to say like the title of the movie and be like, oh, my mother never lived in the monsters. It's kind of like you're acknowledging that uh, maybe if the movie... In, say, in case anyone's like leaving this movie wondering like what is the monster after this relationship uh, we're gonna throw in this one line at the end to 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 kind of speak to that so that that is a very different yeah. approach than other movies have done it in the past yeah it's a little on the nose yeah exactly uh, not not in a great way um, but we'll dive more into the the review later um, so this director he's I, I you know this is why I thought I would have heard of this film he's uh, the guy behind the strangers right yeah, he directed The Strangers. And uh, did he direct the sequel, too? I think so. Did Great you, Night. I didn't even know there was a sequel, but I, I saw that when looking at this film. Have you seen the sequel to The Strangers? I haven't. It just came out this year, I think. Oh, any good? Um, I've heard mixed reviews. I feel like the... I think the consensus is that it's not that great, but some people, I think, really liked it. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. But I, I remember loving The Strangers. I mean, that, that's probably one of my favorite horror films um, in, the, in like that 2000-2010 span. Uh, you, you like that one too, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this guy did The Black Coat's Daughter? He was a producer on that. He didn't direct it. Okay. And, and that... I can kind of see a little bit of similarities. I think this is almost more similar to Black Coat's Daughter than The Strangers. Yeah, I don't remember The Strangers being like very heavy, but I remember when we reviewed Black Coat Sauter, that that one felt like a super heavy, slow burner, and then this yeah. one is more like that versus The Strangers. Mm-hmm. 
for yeah. sure. Black Coat's Daughter. They both, God, Black Coat's Daughter. That was a drag. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, not one we'd like to revisit anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I uh, definitely have no desire to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um, did you, uh, any, anything else, uh, by the director that he, he's, mo- sounds like he's mostly a horror film director, but any, anything else from him that was notable? I didn't really see anything else from him that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the, um, did, did you recognize the mom, Zoe Kazan? Yeah. I see, you know, I saw the big sick, uh, last year. Did, did you see that one? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was also surprised. I didn't, I didn't know she'd done other films. Apparently she has a... I didn't put two and two together that it was her until I checked IMDb afterwards. I knew I knew her from somewhere. And she actually has like a decent filmography, I guess, outside of like The Big Sick and this movie, I guess. Oh, nice. Yeah. She was good. She was good in in both of them. Very different roles. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, how do you jump from like a a comedy... uh, Well, I guess in The Big Sick, most of the time she was in a hospital bed and not awake. Um but in this one, yeah, to be, I, I saw a review that's like, um, you know, she was more of like a, a great like screamer in this one. Um, but yeah, I, I think she played the role well of like kind of a, a mother that was, you know, maybe neglect, uh, a neglectful mother. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it wasn't any, it wasn't amazing, but it was competent for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that review too, where it was more like she was a scream queen rather than yeah. like a dramatic presence. Yeah. How, how do you think you I feel? I think that was more a problem with the script. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that review, but how do, how would I don't you... think it was Zoe Kazan's fault if that's what the reviewer thought. Yeah. You know, you're right. I mean, that is kind of her role in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. That seems, uh, if you're an actress and someone calls you that you're more of a scream queen, is that a compliment? Oof, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you feel about it. I'd feel pretty good if someone called me a scream queen. Would, would, <laughs> would it be the worst? I probably wouldn't be the first either. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be the first. <laughs> the first, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, and, and then uh, the daughter. You know, I, th- I thought she was also she carried the movie pretty well. Uh, as much as you know, some of her lines actually bothered me. But did did did, did you recognize her from anywhere? I didn't. Did you? No. Um, did Did yeah. you think she did a good job? I do. I think she did well. The acting was pretty good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very small cast, and basically the whole movie's like on the shoulders of that mother-daughter for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it was really just the two of them. There was, what, two or three other characters that were shown, but they were so minor. Yeah. Yeah, these kind of, uh, yeah, one or two person-driven movies are, are always uh, commendable for, you know, how, how they're able to carry it and keep the, the action going. Yeah, I imagine it's not easy to do as a, as a director or as actors either like mm-hmm. the whole thing hinges on two people yeah that's a lot of weight did uh, you notice this is another a24 oh you know i think i missed that it, it was yeah and so i think we've been kind of getting confused or maybe have been misleading on prior podcasts oh yes <laughs> so a24 does they produce movies but they also distribute sure and it seems like they're largely a distributor uh, so like Tusk, they only they distributed that. They didn't produce it. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with The Witch. Same thing with Hereditary. I see. They distributed, but not did not have anything to do with the production. Did they produce like any of the scary movies that we've seen? 
I kind of scrolled through and tried to click on most of the ones that you and I have seen and talked about and mm-hmm. uh, both before and after podcasts go live and it didn't look like they had produced much. They produced Lady Bird, which oh. was not a horror movie, obviously, but yeah. a good movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. So that... yeah, I'm kind of like, oh, crap. Yeah, well, it, it's still interesting that they're distributing all of these uh, films. Like, uh, I mean, they're, they're still playing a role in finding these uh, more heavier weightier scarier films it seems yeah for sure and i don't want to diminish the role of being a distributor and maybe i shouldn't pretend i know any more about movies than i do <laughs> but yeah like it's important who to find for a film to find a distributor and for a distribution company to take a chance on a film i'm sure yeah and, and, and especially one like tusk <laughs> yeah i think that was the highlight of their uh, distribution uh, uh, that episode, our, our Tusk episode is doing pretty well. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad yeah. the word's getting out on, on how much you love that movie. <laughs> but I, I think A24 is really shaping the, the horror uh, industry and, and genre with, with the, the types of films it's picking. Um, it, it's definitely bringing like, more new and innovative horror films to the forefront. Yeah, and they specifically have been pretty big on the family drama. Yeah. Like we were mentioning before. Right. The Witch was big in family drama too mm-hmm. the witch uh, ladybird obviously yeah for sure um what was this other one that we saw uh and i think we recorded an episode but it might have been one i accidentally deleted um where there's a family and uh, they're in the woods some like play like like so, something's happened that's like wiped off half of the uh country or something and they're it take- comes at night oh yeah that was also a24 right yeah, it was. Rest in peace, lost episode. Yeah, oh man. That was Who's a- lost that one? And what a- Oh, Creep Show. Yeah, Creep Show. I'm trying to save that one, but yeah. And and I think one more, but I forget which the, what the other one was. And then uh, I, I think this movie was uh, shot in Canada. Uh, it was in Ottawa. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of, I mean, there, were, there weren't too many scenes here. I mean, there's like a scene of the house and then a scene on the road. Um, pretty few filming locations here. Yeah, the crew built that road in the stretch of woods. Did you see that fun fact? Oh, yeah, I did read that somewhere. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you build a road? <laughs> so, so That's where part of that $2.7 million budget went, to build yeah. a road. Now that makes sense. That's like cut down the trees, get like the, the pavement put in and everything. That's crazy. I think there were maybe a lot of practical effects in this movie and not much CGI. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't feel like they, they were, there was a lot of CGI here. Everything kind of looked uh, definitely created. This is another one of those movies kind of like Emily where there's really not much background info on this online. Mm-hmm. So I tried to like YouTube Brian Bertino interviews on it or something like that and couldn't really find much, but I did see a video of them kind of doing test runs with the monster outfit. Oh, cool. How does it look uh, outside of the movie? Um... It looked okay. I was kind of only half paying attention because I was hoping to like actually hear some information. I was like playing it while I was doing dishes. Yeah, and it was kind of useless, so I just <laughs> turned it off. It was just watching them like prance around in that monster outfit. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Do Do you feel like the monster reminded you of Toka of Toka and Razor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze? Oh man. Um. I can't remember offhand what he looks like. Uh, no. That was the snapping turtle. Oh. 
Uh, the Bebop and Rocksteady replacement. But, but he had like a huge shell, didn't he? He did. The monster did not have a shell. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, I, I, I could see it. Like, because he kind of had that leathery neck and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just like his head shape. And there was a scene, like the first time you really get a somewhat decent look at the monster, he looks like he has a shell because he's like oh yeah hunched. he's kind of like a hunchback monster yeah you're right the way he's standing in the, the first time you see him yeah yeah he probably oh, has man. a desk job <laughs> he's been working too many years now he's just living in the woods mm-hmm yeah, that's probably what i'll do someday <laughs> um yeah we, we, we'll talk more about that that monster and, and how effective uh he was um any uh other interesting background or trivia on this movie oh my god I just realized I forgot a Northeast Ohio connection. What? Really? I was, I was so pumped <laughs> to see that. Can we make one up? We knew it would happen sooner or later. I know, I know. Um, the monster <laughs> had that desk job. Yeah. In Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio DMV. <laughs> um, All right. That's so, not even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean the BMV? Gosh, should we overdub <laughs> one in here? I know. No, this. Uh, let it be a failure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So for the first time in the history of our podcast, we don't have the Ohio Northeast Ohio connection. Um, trying to think. We made it like fifteen in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, there are roads in Ohio that kind of look like that road they were on. Sure. There you go. Yeah, there are roads in the woods where, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there was very little in this movie to connect to, but. Uh, no, and I just, I like completely forgot to even look it up. Yeah. I, I'm sure I could have made it happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Should uh, we take a quick break before we dive into the details of the plot? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, during that break, I'm going to quickly take my daughter to uh, her school play. So I'll be right back. Okay. All right, Brian. Uh, so you have a daughter now. No, apparently I was wrong. I don't have a daughter. But if I did, she probably wouldn't be embarrassed if I took her to a play, unlike uh, the two characters in this movie where the daughter didn't want anything to do with her mother. Some so, of their fighting scenes were just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, uh, like too dark or like, uh, like yeah, not believable. A little bit of, I mean, I'm sure it's believable, but they just went so heavy with it. I know. There was, like, no nuance. They were just, like, screaming and cussing at each other, like, yeah. in every flashback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so, yeah, throughout this movie, uh, in an attempt to build character uh, profiles, uh, you see all these flashbacks of the mother and daughter, and they just have, like, the worst relationship. Um, I don't know if I've seen, like, uh, any, anything like this, like, drastic. It was pretty over the top. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what, what were some of the flashbacks? You have a scene where... The mother's trying to get her daughter to go to the school play, but the daughter's like, you know, I don't want to go because I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be with you or something. I don't want to be seen with you. Um, there was that the one flashback scene where um, the the mother's boyfriend or husband or someone is like trying to get something from the daughter. Was it was that drugs? Um. Yeah, I assume it was like that. She had hid some drugs from them or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just screaming at her, and then the mom smacks her. Yeah. Oh man. 
And then there's one where the mom's sleeping and the little girl has like a knife to her throat. Oh, yeah. And she's just like mumbling, I hate you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kind of like we were talking about earlier when try- with trying to match the monster to the like darkness of their relationship. It just felt a little forced. It, it was, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so right off the bat here, they, they really set up this really intense uh, relationship between a mother and daughter. Uh, the mother is like really hard to like sympathize with. I mean, she is an alcoholic. Um, you don't really know like how or why she got to like the point where she's at where she's just, like this kind of really irresponsible mother. Um, the opening scene in this is the the daughter trying to wake her mother up and like cleaning up after her um, to take her to to go stay with her father. And and that's kind of the premise of the movie is this mother is taking her daughter who hates her and like the relationship is broken up to go live with uh, her her uh, father and, and the parents are divorced. Yeah. And dude, I'm so glad that you mentioned she's an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Do you know where Alcoholics Anonymous started? <laughs> no. Do you know where it started? Akron, Ohio. No way. Yeah, I just knew that one. Oh, my God. From How did my you... actual brain. <laughs> we saved it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Is that where yeah. the the A in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous comes from? Um, no. Okay, <laughs> it comes from Alcoholics Anonymous. So, so the first Alcoholics Anonymous started in Akron, Ohio. It did. Cool. All right. So there's our Northeast Ohio connection. Check mark. We're we're still like sixteen for sixteen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wait, 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 good save, man. Um. All right. Cool. So uh, that's that, kind of an alley oop. Yeah, I know. You're was, the Gary Payton to my Sean Kemp. Yeah, I don't watch basketball, but I assume that this is a good thing. Um, all right, so back back to the movie plot then. So uh, that that's the opening. Uh, mother's an alcoholic. Daughter's cleaning up after her. They're on their way to get her dropped off with her father, who we assume is someone who's a little more responsible than her mother. Um, I kind of like the opening scene. That there was like a really good, uh, good like kind of acoustic song. I was I meant to look it up, but I wasn't sure what it was. Do, do you know what that opening song was? I don't. It was a good one. It's kind of folksy. I recommend people watch it just to hear that song. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, they get in this car. Like, I, I think at first she's trying to make wake her mother up to like leave around eight. Um, finally, they leave. Like her mom like wakes up. I think like around like three or four. So they get a pretty late start. They finally hit the road. Um, there's uh yeah throughout you know there's just this very um, tense relationship that you can feel in the car between the daughter and mother. It's not a very happy relationship at all and the mother kind of knows that you know the daughter is leaving her for good and isn't going to come back and with the flashbacks you're seeing i mean you can't really blame her um i don't know did you sympathize with the mother at all in this she was not a very sympathetic character she was just a jerk she really was yeah they didn't give her that much depth right I, i guess it developed over the end or throughout the movie, like you see her wrestling with alcohol in a scene, and yeah, you do like feel the love from her once they're in danger, and she realizes what's important in life. Yeah, you, but but yeah, if, right off the bat, the the characters are a little bit black and white. Yep, I, I don't know. Like even when when they're in danger, sometimes I feel like the decisions she makes uh, aren't the best. But um, no. Yeah, like what you'd expect a loving mother to make, but uh, I mean, yeah, you could sympathize. Say she was young, she's you know something happened. She's become an alcoholic, and you know, there's a lot of backstory that could have taken place, but they didn't really show any of that. 
Um, so yeah, these two are off on the in a car going through the woods. It's getting late at night. It's raining. It's thundering. Suddenly, uh, suddenly she hits um, like a wolf that's on the road and just standing there. Car like swerves and crashes. The wheel gets all bent out of shape, and they're stuck. So she calls uh, like nine one one and uh, lets them know um, they're and um, and then and then. Meanwhile, uh, she gets out to take a look at the wolf, and uh, the wolf, I believe, is dead, but there's, like, a thing, like, sticking out of the wolf uh, that is clearly not, like, from any, like, kind of animal you'd find in the woods or in the forest, and this is kind of, like, their first tip, like, something is off here, right? Yeah, it's a pretty giant tooth. Yeah, yeah, really giant, like, clawish tooth or something. So they go back into the car, and uh, finally, like, a tow truck comes. Uh, the tow truck driver uh, moves all their stuff into the tow truck and starts uh, getting their car ready to tow, tow off. Um, and while he's uh, putting, you know, the cables under the car, they notice that the dead wolf in the road has suddenly gone missing. And this really concerns the daughter here, uh, who keeps, like, asking mom, like, hey, where'd the wolf go? And, and the mom, I don't think, really cares or has an answer, right? No, she's just like, this part of the movie was frustrating because there's so many clues to the fact that something is up and the mom's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you were in that position, you're in the woods, your car's uh, broken and there's like someone trying to fix their car and there's an animal that just went missing, went missing from the road. Um, where, where does that fall in your priority of like, uh, in, in your agenda, I guess? I think it was just the the animal was so clearly dead. There's this giant tooth in the animal. And then the daughter said, like, not only... Well, then the daughter eventually finds it on the side of the road and says it looks like it's been eaten. Yeah, right. And then the mom still doesn't care. Yeah, she's still like, well, whatever, nature. <laughs> that was the part that was really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Um, so, uh, and and I think by this point, you're kind of, it's the, 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 they were showing like that something is watching them from the woods. Like you're getting this view of something from behind the trees, just like uh, vision, uh, hunt, hunting vision, as we see in other films. <laughs> That's what it's called in the film industry. Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 they, where they're being watched. Uh, and so you know something's out there and preying on them. Um, so the first person to get attacked is the tow truck driver. He's under the car doing some work. Suddenly he just goes missing, and the mom and daughter are freaking out, like, oh, my God, where did he go? And the next thing you see is, like, a, a severed arm, like, kind of just landing on uh, the hood of their car, which is an interesting move by the monster to, like, not only take the guy away and eat him, but then, like, throw the arm on top of the car. Do you, what do you think the signal is there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that would happen. Yeah. And, like, was this thing trying to eat the guy? Because... Yeah. Yeah. I know, because wouldn't it, wouldn't it wanted to eat the arm? There were a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. So you, you couldn't tell if the monster, like, messing around with them or, like, well, what's going on. And then the monster, or then not the monster, the dude who was there to tow them, he said they had, like, an oil leak. And yeah, he had to fix the car before he could tow them. I don't know if it was just because he had to stop the oil from leaking <laughs> but like, yeah. it just seemed weird that he was like fixing this car in the middle of the woods instead of just towing them to a shop yeah well it's like raining and thundering outside he's like under the car trying to fix it before towing it yeah uh yeah i don't know man it wasn't like the beefy oil spill he could have left it let, mm -hmm. let some oil come out um 
So now, now the, so the mom and daughter are freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god!" And in, in this scene, the the daughter is saying like really obvious questions, which are starting to piss me off. She's like, "Mom, he's not there. Who would kill a wolf? Where is he?" And it's just like very like uh like obvious questions that uh I, I don't know. The, the, the daughter's acting is really starting to get on my nerves at this point. I, I don't know if you were having the same reaction. I kind of felt like she was trying to get through to her mom because her mom just, like, didn't care about any of this stuff that was clearly alarming. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. Just asking some basic questions, getting her mom back into the moment. Um, so then you see the uh, the tow truck driver, like, kind of scramble onto the road. He's missing an arm, obviously, and he's trying to get into the car. The mom and daughter uh, see, like, behind him there's some figure, and I think this is where we first get a glimpse of the monster from behind and you see like it's opening its mouth. Well, actually when she, when the daughter sees the wolf in the woods at first and that it's been eaten, you see that there's something behind her, but by the time she turns around, it's gone. And I think that's probably the first time you get a glimpse there. Yeah. And it was, the shot was so dark that you really couldn't yeah. gather anything about the monster's appearance. Everything was so dark in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's nighttime in the woods. They didn't, they yeah. didn't pick a great location for it, <laughs> uh, lighting-wise. They should have been in, like, a well-lit I know. office. <laughs> I, know. I, just, I hate that about horror movies when they are shot so dark that you, like, <laughs> I have to, like, rewind and pause to yeah. be like, wait, what just happened? I know. You have to, like, turn up the contrast on your screen. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Scary movies need to be more uh, thoughtful about the audience. Well, and it's just like, I, I understand some of that is so you can only see so much of the monster. Yeah. But there's got to be a balance there. Like, I feel like The Ritual did it well. Mm-hmm. Or like, I know it's unfair to compare this movie to like Alien, but... Yeah. You can, you can get a plain view of what that creature looks like and it's still like dark and creepy. Yeah, for sure. So, sometimes when I think films uh, don't do that or they keep it dark, I feel like it's a budget issue. And they don't want to put too much light on it because they haven't like gone all the way. Um, but I, I, I think in this one, given the budget and the fact that you see the monster to some more extent later, they could have shown a little bit more a little earlier on. Yeah. Although, to be fair, two point seven million really isn't that high of a budget. All right. Yeah, I guess compared to other movies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not a blockbuster or anything. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Um, okay. Yeah. So. So. They see this monster uh, behind the guy while he's trying to get back into his uh, truck, and he's struggling because he's lost his arm. And then the monster just kind of like rips him up. We still haven't gotten a clear visual of the monster, but we know like the 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 mother and daughter have seen it, and it's out there stalking them. They're flipping out because their cell phone and everything is in the tow truck guy's uh, truck. And so there's this scene where um, the mother is like trying to calm down the daughter, and uh, is saying like you know I'm gonna run to the tow truck I'm gonna get our phone um, it's the only way we can survive, and the daughter's like begging her not to, um, and then the stuffed animal that she has um, goes off and makes a noise, and uh, that, that's kind of you know because they're trying to be really quiet and something like the stuffed animal going off um, I think is a bit of a jarring moment. Uh, I don't I don't know if that scared you at all, Brian. Did it? Uh. It did not, but I think coming up I had a little bit of a jump scare. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have seen that part actually in the previews. Um, mm. but you watched the preview before you watched it? Yeah, it was a mistake on this one because the preview gives away like every scare in this one. Mm, bummer. Uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that because you never do that, right? I never do. That's a good move. 
Um, so, but before the mother can, like, get out and, uh, run to the car, I think she gets, like, dragged out of the car by the monster, right? Yeah, the monster just, like, bursts through the passenger side window and grabs her and pulls her out of there. Yeah, and kind of rips her open and, uh, is about to, like, you know, eat her up and everything, but, uh, luckily, like, the ambulance shows up, uh, right then, um... Actually, I was surprised an ambulance did... Oh, yeah, I guess, well, there's an accident. So, yeah, an ambulance shows up, and uh, the monster, like, runs away. So um, the ambulance uh, staff, there's two of them, a crew of two of them, get the mother and daughter into the ambulance, and for some reason, uh, the two people, like, go outside and, like, wander around to see, like, what's the scene out there. And obviously, like, they get attacked and uh, eaten. Um and the, the, the monster attacks the ambulance that the mother and daughter are in. Uh, the mother jumps into the driver's seat and takes off. And there's a moment where you think they're getting away and, and they're almost going to be safe. But then this monster, like, runs into the ambulance and just, like, knocks it off the road. Yeah, he, like... And they've been driving for a little while. Like, it sprinted, caught up with them, and then, like... Yeah. Hit it from the side, like, headbutted it in the tire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, near the tire and and i think this is kind of the point where i realized uh just like how strong of a monster this is like it's 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 able to like knock cars off the roads and rip into the like the ceiling of an ambulance a pretty strong creature yeah yeah which is also weird that it like didn't kill the guy on the first try didn't kill the mom after he like ripped her out of the driver's or the passenger side through the window yeah it clearly like in in addition to having a great amount of strength it obviously kind of maybe had a sense of humor it liked to you know play around with its uh victims before you know ending them yeah so, like a cat yeah yeah so it was, it was, a, it was a monster with some personality <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that goes a long way um so yeah now, now they're knocked off the road you know that this whole sequence so far in, in this movie I feel like if uh, you watched the original Jurassic Park, remember where their car stalls and then the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes? I was going to say the same thing. And the <laughs> doll making the noise is super similar to the flashlight going turning on that they can't turn off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and I really thought that you'd get a similar Jurassic Park moment where they go to... One of them goes to the guy's tow truck, and then they somehow get separated. Like, I was like, oh, okay, like, a good chunk of the second act is going to be each of them in a different car. Oh, yeah, right. Like, once I saw that, I think their cell phone was in his car, and yeah. the keys to the his car were hanging from, I don't know. Classic split-up move. Divide, yeah, it seemed like a, a missed opportunity, even though it was a little bit of a uh, trope. It, yeah. I think it would have been more interesting. If they had been split up? Yeah. Yeah, I think that could have been interesting to see how they both fight or try to get back together. That would that would have added a cool dynamic. Yeah. Um the the other thing we haven't mentioned um I mean while there's been like limited uh viewings of the monster, uh I feel like for a good portion you're hearing like the growling of of the monster and that's kind of like the first thing that they would hear. Um did you do you remember hearing those sound effects and and did did you think that was effective? Um I didn't. I'm starting to feel like every monster makes that noise. Yeah, just the standard growling. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was cool at first, um, but then I thought they overdid it a little bit. Um, where, uh, you know, it's like raining and thundering out there, and where they're supposed to like hear this growl from somewhere. Uh, I, I don't know. But yeah. 
but yeah, yeah, I, I really did feel like the, this movie was that scene in Jurassic Park just turned into like a feature length film. To some extent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So but not nearly as tense as the Jurassic Park scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they get now that the ambulance is knocked off the road and it's kind of like turned over and everything. Um, and uh, the, the monster attacks the truck again. And uh, this time when it attacks, the mother shines a uh, flashlight in its eyes and it runs away. So now we know that the monster is afraid of like bright lights. And that's that's maybe a point of weakness for it. So um, the mother comes up with this plan where she's going to sacrifice herself because she realizes that she's going to die based on the wounds that she has so far. And she's telling her daughter, you know, I'm going to go out there and sacrifice myself uh, when I tell you you just got to run. And uh, Brian, what what did you think? Was that a good plan? No, that plan didn't make sense to me at all because she was like lighting a torch. Yeah. <laughs> but like if the monster is afraid of light, won't that mean the monster avoids her yeah. and goes for the daughter instead? Yeah, exactly. And they were and the daughter is supposed to run. And we've already learned that the monster can run faster than <laughs> an ambulance. A car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it was a pretty bad, bad plan. And uh, and you're right. Actually, in the ambulance, I think they were fairly safe because the ambulance lights are on inside. Um, plus, yeah, you're right. She had a fire thing uh, in her hand, which I don't know where she got that from in an ambulance. It was like when when you see someone like in a cave or something, and they have that like propane torch. She suddenly had one of those. Is that things ambulance usually carry? Um, it was just like a wait a propane torch. Is it, uh, it, it was like a stick. Like something wrapped on it that was like well, like blue blue fire lit. What could I don't know how to make one of those? Do you? Oh, I thought you just like took some cloth, poured some like rubbing alcohol on it, and then tied it around something and lit that on fire. And, and that's usually, I mean, yeah, that's what I assumed too. I thought I just, uh, I, I I don't know that that worked that well, but yeah, maybe that's exactly what it was. I feel like it probably doesn't work nearly as well as it works in every movie ever. Yeah, I know. We're going to be... There's one other thing about how fire works that I think we'll discuss pretty soon here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to be stuck in the woods someday, and, uh, and that's 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 going to be our... Uh, like none of this shit works. Yeah, wait, what the hell? <laughs> Everything they told us was a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, so the mother uh, tells her, like, I'm going to go out there, and you run uh terrible idea and the daughter's not on board but the mother still goes out there and according to plan she puts the fire out the monster attacks her and everything goes to plan except the daughter doesn't run and instead like comes back and like hits the monster with a hammer a few times uh and then um uh the monster is like kill the mother by that point um how do the monster like runs away at this point too again right yeah, I can't remember how they got it to run away, if it was a flashlight or what. Oh, it was a flashlight, right. Yeah, the daughter shows up with the flashlight and a hammer, chases the monster away. Mother is dead. Um, so now the daughter goes back to the ambulance, and uh, at this point, I think this is where like she gets kind of creative. So um, she picks up like a, a spray bottle, and she has a slider that her mom had had the whole time and was flickering with. Um, she hides in like a, uh, an area of the ambulance and kind of draws the monster in with the teddy bear making the noise. Um, which, which part did you want to talk about the fireworks at? Did I miss that? So she, well, she like draws the fire or the monster to her and then uses the like 
the, the aerosol f- container and the lighter to like flamethrower the monster. Yeah. Yep. And I really don't think a the monster would have had to have been really close to her, and it was close, but yeah. I still think not close enough. Okay. And then B like. I don't think the monster would have just completely caught on fire like that. Yeah, that was a flammable monster. <laughs> yeah, unless its skin was, like, made of cotton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's kind of a movie trope, like, to a degree. Like, people yeah. don't just, like, get burned. They catch on fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or monsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't, yeah, they, this monster, like, basically combusted. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, yeah full-on flame uh going all over the place and uh but but yeah she it works and she takes it down um and uh and yeah and the, and the monster is down i think you get one of those moments where it like kind of wakes up but it it doesn't and, and she like hits it a few more times right the hammer yeah so, yeah you think it's dead it comes back and then she kills it off yeah one of those standard uh is he dead isn't he dead that kind of thing so mm-hmm. so yeah, she kills it, and then uh, daylight breaks, and she she's she's out of the woods, and and she heads, and she's safe. Any anything else on the plot that I missed? That that sums it up. Yeah, and and throughout you have depressing scenes of uh, the mother and daughter, uh, just their their struggles and how bad of a mother she was. Yeah, flashbacks throughout to kind of give context to what's happening now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, what, what did you think? Did you, did you like this movie? Any, any, any of it like scare you or anything? You know, I didn't really like it. I felt like it was pretty boring and it, it somehow felt really long, even though it was only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then these flashback scenes were just so heavy and in your face with the drama. Yeah. And they somehow didn't really squeeze much tension or scares out of what should have been a really scary situation. Yeah, I agree. And like, it's, it's one of those things where you wonder if it's just the mood you're in when you watch it like maybe on another day i would have felt more suspense but i just uh i wasn't feeling it and i I feel like they could have added more complexity added more complexity to their situation like as we mentioned like they could have gotten in separate cars or Mm -hmm. had some other additional obstacle but uh i agree yeah yeah what do you think yeah no you're really right they they uh they could have done a lot more with this or made it uh, a little more intense or, or more like interesting uh scenarios because you're right they, they had all the elements in place you had this uh mother daughter um in, in a tense relationship you had like a the, the dark woods and a monster but yeah for some reason like none of this was actually very scary and it was more just kind of like a chore to watch it like all right what's gonna happen next when's the monster gonna attack um and I don't know, maybe it's an element of like being outdoors or, uh, well, I guess the ritual is outside and that was pretty scary, but I, I think you're right. Like some more interesting, uh, scenarios or plays or, uh, complex point, uh, plot points could have like added some more value to this rather like straightforward story. Yeah. Yeah. This was one every once in a while I'll watch half of one and then come back to it. And I just didn't even want to come back to it. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't much to draw you in, unless you like seeing uh, mother-daughter uh, strained relationships. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, did you, what did you think of like the graphics around the monster? You know, I thought the monster looked okay. It wasn't the scariest visually, but I felt like it was fairly tight, like it didn't look bad. Yeah. What about you? And I don't really think it was much graphics. I think it was mostly the suit. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think they they uh, got lucky here because it was all, all shot at night, dark, rainy. Uh, there, there wasn't like too much detail to the monster. Is it more of a shape and then some fangs versus anything else? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I think you might be the only one who calls that graphics, by the way. Oh, what do, what do other people call it? <laughs> <laughs> Visuals? I don't know. The visuals or Costume? the CGI? CG. Well, yeah, so, it, so you don't think there was any CGI in this one? You in, know, in I'm sure there was to a degree, but um, maybe not much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the monster could have been a little more detailed or intricate. I, I just remember like the monster in the ritual, like how impressed we were by by that one. That was like a really unique one, and you, you saw a lot of it, despite it being dark and in the woods. And in this one, you didn't really get like a great monster. Yeah. Yeah. It always makes me wonder, too, like, this has an 80-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, yeah, it's hard <laughs> for me to uh, to get on board with that. Yeah. Or even understand how it happened. Yeah, I agree. I, I do feel like this one is a little bit highly rated. And I, I think critics are more interested in that mother-daughter dialogue and relationship and less uh, the horror movie part. They're probably yeah, just patting sure. themselves on the back for that one. Um, did you uh, mind the lack of explanation at the end? Like, you know, we never found out where the monster came from or what it was. Did, did that bother you at all? I'm almost never never bothered by a lack of explanation because so often I feel like it just ruins it to try to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree, yeah. And in and, and this one, uh, I, th- I think, you know, as you mentioned earlier, they they say the word the monster at the end and try to, like, tie it back uh, to the mother-daughter uh, dynamic. But um, fortunately, they don't try to explain the monster. I thought it would have been cool if she kills this one, but there are, like, three other monsters in the woods. <laughs> And, uh, and and they kill her. That would have been interesting. <laughs> that probably would have been a better ending. Yeah, right. Because you're wondering, like, they, they drove like for for a few minutes in the in the ambulance, and suddenly the monster shows up again. What if it was a different one? Oh yeah, good. Yeah, that could have been a good twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right when you think you're out of there. Uh, anything? Uh, any any other things that jump out to you about this one? Uh. That's all I got. All right. Oh, did we give our numbers yet? No, we didn't. No, yeah. So I, out of uh, on a scale of zero to five, uh, dead wolf in the woods. Uh, what um, what would you give this? I give it two dead wolves. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I have to agree with you on this one. I'll give it two as well. Yeah, it was well acted. It wasn't like a blatantly, not blatantly. It wasn't just like awful. It was just very uninteresting. Yeah, I appreciate the intention here, but uh, they, yeah. they could have done a little bit more. Valiant effort. Yeah, valiant effort. Uh, good acting. Maybe uh, our boy uh, Bertino will get have better luck next time. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, a small announcement from both of us. For October, we're going to be doing something a little bit special. Every movie that we'll be doing takes place on Halloween just to get in the Halloween spirit. So should be a lot of fun. I'm pretty pumped for it, Ashvin. How about you? I'm really excited too. Um, and what do you know what we're kicking off with? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think we can be bold enough to say <laughs> hopefully we don't delete yet another episode, but <laughs> Trick or Treat should be the first episode. Awesome. All, if all goes well. All right. I'll, uh, I'll make sure. And then sh- I... Mm-hmm. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> you could gonna not delete this one yeah <laughs> um and i think we're gonna get amy of amy may pop art to guest on 
on one of these episodes too. So awesome. Should be good. Maybe even a bonus episode in there. I can't guarantee that one yet. Yeah. So make sure to tune in to us uh, in October as, as you get your Halloween season on. Yeah, for sure. Should be fun. Great. Um, all right. Well, that's it for uh, this episode. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about the monster. If you want to j- join the discussion, we encourage you to follow Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Horror Movie Pod on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. And be sure to check Facebook or Twitter for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're headed into the woods, make sure you know how to light a, a stick on fire and maybe test out that whole thing we talked about when it comes to the alcohol uh, and, and the uh, cloth and the stick, uh, just to be safe. Good idea. I'm going to go test that now. All right. Sounds good. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'm a squirrel. Thank you.